trends, where do they come from, and where do they go? There are those who suppose that the brands lead or govern the trends, but in reality, they suffer from them, they are subject to them. They are something very complex, although we all think we know what it is to dress fashionably, but the term is the set of two notions different, one. At a particular moment, the frequency of the appearance of certain objects is higher than others. Often these quirks are massive and occur suddenly. Two. Only a rare object can be a trend. When something is said to be in fashion, it does not mean that 100% of people necessarily embrace it. Today fashions live with each other and are opposed, and in some cases face. In addition to those who mix everything. For textile manufacturers, the trend system would be a dream if it could be deciphered. It would be like imagining a mechanism that forces people to leave objects every year long before they wear out because they have passed fashion. But it is not easy to know when a whim will happen. And even more difficult to know what will replace it. In this way, trends could be said to be an organization without an organizer. This is why it is not easy to understand, let alone influence trends. It is often said that the trend is any phenomenon by which the same object seduces or reaches a large number of people at the same time. But there is non-trivial rule that allows us to understand in an elementary way why certain individuals who do not know each other and sometimes live thousands of kilometers from each other decide dress similarly. The trends apply to all dresses but only exist as such in the textile field. As Chanel would say, fashion is what goes out of style. This statement was verified by anthropologist Alfred Kroeber who conducted a great study in the 1920s, based on three centuries of engravings and sketches with the aim of measuring the oscillations at who had been subjected to dress in that interval. According to what he concluded, the female dress would have followed periodic variations during those 300 years, with cycles of approximately 50 years. Despite the imperfections that could be found in Alfred's study, it has great merit since it evidences the existence of a bell curve that describes the temporality of fashion phenomena. In it you can see the different phases, from infatuation to disinterest, that is, until fashion or trend dies. Thanks to these bell curves, it is known that contemporary clothing cycles do not last 50 years, but between 3 and 7 years in most cases. Fashion industrialists have worked to reduce cycle times, and certain indications tend to prove that fashions are becoming shorter as we are increasingly eager for change and novelty. When the reasons for preferring one object and another are rare, we can be sure that we are facing a trend because a need for pink ballerinas or skinnier bell pants, the old elephant pants did not it is argued. Clothing fashion more or less completely ignores justifications. This is why that fashion is said to be arbitrary, because fashion explains itself if it has to have some kind of explanation. The arbitrary totally reigns in fashion, deciding the shape of the dresses or the vogue of the brands. In this way, they are the brands the ones that become the latest fashion victims. This is why brands have a hard time preparing against these changes. It can be said that the only plots that they can carry out to influence trends are imaginary plots. That is, textiles is an industry that could pay dearly to guide the demand. This statement has often fueled the fable of a plot to impose trends on the public. 
Another view of the plot considers that Trend's clothing would find its origin in the discoveries or the predictions of the Trend agencies. These are specialized offices that publish Trend books every season, showing their vision of the upcoming collections. There was a time, as I have described in the previous point of the study, when haute couture was the true driving force behind trends. In these workshops the dazzling models that the street later tried to reproduce with more or less fidelity. But this time has passed. Now, the fashion world lives under the influence of the spread of tastes. Accordingly, an avant-garde would be in charge of discovering the tomorrow's trends. This vision was developed by Kandinsky, his idea that there would be a vanguard of trends that explains many of the actions carried out in the fashion world, such as agencies which have decided to photograph during fashion shows not the models but the public, as they are sure that it is where you could see the forerunners of tomorrow's fashion. The fashion marketing professions live under the myth of influentials, who are individuals who are supposed to dictate the likes of others. Following this vision, some agencies have thought that it was enough to be in contact with these individuals to launch a new trend. But everyone was wondering how to influence the influentials. On the other hand, advertising in a matter of fashion guides the consumer, however what it usually does is promote a brand and not a particular trend and the press plays of important function in the diffusion and propagation of fashions since it is aimed at a public sensitive to these issues. This part of the population does not usually have a unique behavior in the face of trends. An old study reflected in Guillaume Erner's book Fashion Victims had attempted to analyze women's reactions to trends using the length of skirts as a criterion. The results were that women did not necessarily follow trends. When skirts are shortened or lengthened, women follow the movement, attenuating it. In this way, a woman of 1 meter 70 made the hem of her skirt about 45 centimeters from the ground, while a woman of 1 meter 60 opted for a hem about 40 centimeters. It is this coming and going between certain models and their adaptation by individuals that creates trends. And it is this perpetual process that allows fashion to have no logic because it adapts to circumstances and to people themselves, since it is they who change or adapt them to themselves. Fashion has no end or bottom, so it can take all possible forms, as many as the human imagination can create. No matter how much the trends are studied, no essence will be found that justifies the choices of a certain time. Only if by social impositions. Some fashions find their success in the fact that they are easy to wear or that they adapt to the body, or on the contrary, that they disguise it and do not see the defects. Another possible argument that is usually given is that of comfort, which supposedly dictates the way we dress. Regarding men, manufacturers pay special attention to this. But as for the feminine dress, there are also these kinds of concerns, but it does not apply to the set of trends because if not, how do you explain the success of the current thong or the old corsets that deprived of breath? It is risky to try to foresee the next fashion because there is a good chance of not being right. For example, the return of women's leggings have been renamed as leggings. The enigma of how creators so far apart from each other can coincide in identical trends remains. According to Guillaume Erner there are three possible explanations to solve the riddle. 1. The trend is not really, and this gives rise to a fleeting whim. 2. 
the trend responds to a logic that each fashion creator senses. 3. This is the most daring, the spirit of time, because the world of fashion is a very small world. It is very difficult to know what it will really be, and more when fashion itself rumored or hypothesized the trends to come, and only some finally arrived. In the fashion world there are a thousand occasions to dine, travel and throw 